Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Avi Havivi's weekly Sidur class. We're in Tachnun. We're again, we're only doing regular weekday, not Monday, Thursday Tachnun for the moment. I promise when we finish, which might be today, we'll then go back uh, to... Um, the beginning, as it were, and interleave the stuff for Monday, Thursday that we add. So Tachnun starts non-Monday, Thursday at the bottom of 132, going on to 134 in the Sim Shalom. In the Slim, it's on page 62, heading into 63. We're up to Shomer Yisrael. So uh, Tachnun, also called Nifilat Apayim, falling on your face. It's the uh, so named for because of the beginning part. Vayomer David al God, when you put your hand down on your arm, and then you keep your hand down on your arm, you're, you are, as it were, mini prostrating yourself before God all the way through the psalm up until Shomer Yisrael. So everything we've done up until now, your head is down on your arm. Again, that's only in a place, if you're davening, where there is a Sefer Torah present. If there's no Sefer Torah present, um, you don't actually uh, put your head down on your arm or your head down. You just sit, right? So you have to be seated, and then you do the mini prostration uh, when a Sefer Torah is present as a, a concrete um, representation um, of God's presence. But when there is no such concrete representation, you don't put your head down. I don't know if anyone spent some time with Psalm 25, which I said was the third alternative, the traditional one we have is Psalm 6. The one in our conservative Sidur Shir Hamalot, which we talked about last time, is Psalm 130, which our editor of this version of the conservative Sidur has decided to give us as an alternative. And Sephardim say Psalm 25. So uh, I spent a couple of days with Psalm 25. My, my major conclusion was it's long. It's longer. It would take longer to say. I liked it, but it was longer. So now we're up to Shomer Yisrael. Any questions about anything up until now? Up to Shomer Yisrael. Feel free to ask. Don't be shy. Okay. We're going to go on to Shomer Yisrael. Um, so Shomer Yisrael is not original to Tachanun. If you look in the medieval Sidurim or the medievals, like um, uh, Rav Yosef Karo and um, Rambam, it's not in the weekday Sidur. We don't say it here. It's not here. It was added in here relatively late. That means in the last maybe two or 300 years. Ashkenazim say it. Sephardim don't say it. Hasidim, who sometimes follow quasi-Sephardic Nusach, do say it, at least based on the Chabad Sidur, which I took a quick look at this morning. So, but Sephardim uniformly, as far as I know, don't say it. Where was Shomer Yisrael taken from? Where do you think? Where else have you heard it in the liturgy? It's a toss-up question. Well, the answer is Slichot. Can, can someone talk just so I know that you're actually there? Hello. Someone unmute and say yes. yes. I'm, I'm here. Thank you. I hear you. Good. Okay, good. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Just want to know. So this is part of Slichot that we say before Rosh Hashanah. So if you think to Saturday night Slichot services that you have been to, 
the Chazan tends to sing Shomer Yisrael, and that is the original locus of this prayer. So Shomer Yisrael is actually part of Slichot, whenever Slichot are recited, meaning the week before Rosh Hashanah, on the minor fast days, they all contain Shomer Yisrael. So we've commented, we've noticed before that Tachanun is kind of a mini Slichot service. We we noted that Sephardim say Ashamnu, although Ashkenazim don't. Sephardim, by the way, also say that whole little poem with the line from the Golden Calf story that we read in um, this past week's Parsha, Hashem Hashem El Rachum V'Chanun, Erech HaPayim Rav Chesed V'Emet. So we do that at Slichot, and Sephardim include that in their Tachanun also, by the way, after the Ashamnu. So um, Tachanun is really a weekday mini Slichot, as it were. I say mini because, as we know, Slichot has lots of poems, lots of PUT in it, um, and Tachanun doesn't. But this is one little piyut or liturgical poem, which somehow, somewhere maybe in the 18th century-ish, I'm not sure about that, but 18th, 19th century, migrated into the weekday sidur in Ashkenaz. I don't know how or when exactly, um, but uh, the German sidurim comment on it. And we say now, Shomer Yisrael, the German 19th century Sidurim. And they comment on it because they're aware that that was not always part of the liturgy and that's not universally part of the liturgy, of the weekday Tachanun liturgy. So we add in Shomer Yisrael, which is obviously a poem. It's so poetic that some people make it into a song and we sing it. Um, and let's take a quick look at it. So we turn directly to God. Up until now, remember, in the psalm, at least in Psalm 6, it's all been in the singular. I'm talking about me, okay? And now, all of a sudden, we're talking about um, all of B'nai Israel. So it's a turn towards the group. Um, Shomer Yisrael, Shemor She'erit Yisrael, V'al Yovad Yisrael, Ha'omrim Shema Yisrael, Guardian of Israel, Guard the Remnant of Israel, that's us, and may... Israel not uh, perish, be destroyed. Those who say Shema Yisrael. So implied in this is sort of a um, reason or a justification is a better word that we're saying to God. Instead of saying, please don't destroy us. We have no deeds, as we're going to say in a couple of lines. Right? We're not saying that. We're saying save us because we do something that you like. What is it that you like, God? You want to hear us say Shema Yisrael. That's what we're commanded to do. So God, you got to save us because we're the ones who say Shema Yisrael. This is kind of the theme that runs through the whole poem. Shomer Goyachad. Uh, Goyachad is a phrase from, um, I'm not sure where. Goyachad Ba'aretz. Uh, I think it's Talmudic and not, um, not before. Um, and it doesn't mean a single nation. It really means a unique nation. Okay. Just like Hashem Echad may not mean God is one as opposed to two or three, but God is 
soul, S-O-L-E, or unique. So Hashem, protect the unique nation. Shemor she'erit, I'll read it first so you hear the poetry. Shomer goy echad, shemor she'erit am echad, ve'al yovad goy echad, am yachadim shimcha Hashem elokeinu Hashem echad. So, guard or protect or preserve the singular nation, guard the remnant of this singular nation, so that the goyachad, the singular, oops, sorry, singular nation or unique nation will not perish, Yovad. What does that nation do? They unify your name, unify your name, or proclaim your name as unique. Could translate any of those ways. Ham Yachadim Shimcha, your name. What's the epithet of you? Who are we talking to? Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. So we had in the first line, we have the first two words of the Shema. And then in the second line, we have the f- four out of the six words of that Shema line. Okay. So God, protect us. Don't let us be destroyed because we do this thing that we know you like hearing. I, I, I understand the you like hearing. I am, I am interpolating that interpretation. You might disagree with that interpretation or not like that interpretation. Third verse, Shomer goy kadosh, shemor sheiridam kadosh, va'al yovad goy kadosh, hamshalshim b'shalosh kirushot kadosh. Protector of the holy nation, protect the remnant of the holy nation, right? Just to be clear, shomer is an epithet, meaning the protector of, or the one who protects. Shemor is command, is a verb, command form, imperative from the same root. So protector of the holy nation, protect the holy nation so that the holy nation will not uh, be destroyed or perish. And notice both in the second and third, we have a little variety. Am echad, we had goy and then am and then goy, both of those second in the second and third verse. Ham, and what do they do, this holy nation? Hameshalashim bishalosh kirushot lekadosh. They... um Triple, tripleize. Uh, that's what I'd say with mishalshim. I'll make it into a verb. They tripleize the three kedushas to the holy one. That's what that literally means. I don't think shalosh kedushot means three times a day kedusha. I think it means um, kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. I think that's what it refers to. It that makes it explicit in our English translation. That's not in the Hebrew. In the Hebrew, it just means who triply, it's really a verb, who triplies to the Holy One with the three Kedushas. And Kedusha could mean Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. You could say this is in Shachrit. We say Kedusha three times, right? The first time she did before the Shema, the second time in the Amida. The third time in Uvalitzion. I don't think that's what it actually refers to, though, because if it's in, if the, the original place of this is in Slichot, then Slichot are said at night or in the wee hours before Shachri. And so I doubt it refers to, you know, Uvalitzion, which is a relatively late addition to the game. Okay. So I think it just means Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. So basically we have here this prayer, this poem refers to 
two core acts that we do, that Israel does, that we uniquely do, uniquely we do, and so we assume God wants to keep that around. God wants to keep around Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad and Kadosh 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 Hashem Tzot Melochal God wants to keep that around, and so therefore we say, God, okay then, please keep us around. Because if you want to keep those lines around, you've got to keep us around. Notice just in terms of the poetry, which you heard, um, you know, this kind of poetry, there's similarities and differences, right? So the differences among the three um, lines is the verb ha-omrim, ham-yachadim, and ha-mishalashim. So those who stay, those who unify or unique, uh, unique eyes and those who triple eyes. Okay. Um, by the way, in some other Nuschaot, Alan, I know your hand's up. I'll get to you in a moment. Okay. In some other Nuschaot, some other versions, there are other verses that are added to Shomer Yisrael, not a zillion. The most common one, uh, which I think is in some, I'm not sure, some Sephardi Sidurim, I'm not sure where I've heard it, is um, Shomer Goy Rabbah. Rabbah spelled Resh Bet Aleph. Shemor She'erit Am Rabbah. Ve'al Yovad Goy Rabbah. So the one who protects the great nation, preserve the remnant of the great nation so that the great nation will not perish. I don't remember what the verb is. I might be Ha'omrim. I'm sorry, I don't remember right now. Ha'omrim. Yehe Shemei Rabbah, right? The first part of the line in Kaddish. So although this is not part of the standard Shomer Yisrael, which means it's probably not, it's probably not an original fourth verse, which fell out. It's probably a fourth verse, which someone added. And you can understand why someone added it. They, they thought, well, okay, why do we have to stop with Shema and Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh? Let's add the other line that we know from various rabbinic sources that God likes hearing, right? The other line in the Siddur that God likes hearing is that that sort of a core theological idea that God likes hearing is that's also a line that we all say together communally like the Shema and Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hey, why don't we add in, I think I'm going to add in a verse that has that also. So that is a fourth verse that I've heard in a couple of places here and there. Okay, pause for question, comment. Alan. Um, first, thank you for your insights in explaining about the Shal- where we're talking, when you say Kadosh, 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 the three Kadoshes is not just, is like for the Kadusha and not for the three times that it's said, because that's, I initially raised the question. I've, I've said this since I was a counselor, Ruma, and, you know. Because everything, was, because everything that they put to music, you learn. That's why, like, you know, if, when, yeah. when they sang the first paragraph of Aleinu, everyone learned it by heart, but no one knew the second paragraph. They got a melody for the second paragraph, and now everyone knows both paragraphs of the Aleinu. Anything, yeah. we say, anything we sing, people learn. Go ahead, Alan. That's right. But this is that what was fascinating to me is how that it is in the first paragraph, it says at the end with Shema Yisrael. In the second paragraph, it continues with 
Hashem Eloheinu Hashem Echad, in how, in how it incorporates the entire Shema in the first two paragraphs. Yes. And then it brings in the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And then in each line in the third paragraph, each phrase ends in Kadosh. Correct. So, Bergoy well, Kadosh. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm Kadosh. Yeah. Right. And notice that, but that's, that's a theme in all three. So, Shema Yisrael. So, all four lines of the first stanza end in Yisrael. Right. Second verse is going to end with Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echad. So all four lines in the stanza end in Echad. And with the third stanza, Kadosh, all four lines in the stanza end in Kadosh. So all four lines in the stanza, or let's put it this way, the first three lines of each stanza are made to end by the poet in the same word, which is the key word used in the punchline of the stanza. And that is why, by the way, the, the, the verse of Shemur, uh, Shomer Goy Rabbah fits, per, per, you know, the person who wrote that fourth verse wrote it according to the correct format. He followed the format. I, I've never realized this before. In okay. Looking at this. Uh, that's how it goes. It's wonderful. That's it's how it goes. wonderful. Right. I walked by that rose bush and I never noticed it there before. That's how the world is. Good. Thank you. Right. And, and by the way, in our printing, let me look in, in both of them. They can, they handle the stanzas differently. Yeah. And they in our, do- right. And yeah. in our printing, um, had they used more space, I was going to say wasted more space, but I'll take that. But had they used more space, you could have seen, um, the poetry a little better because you could have seen, you know, you could print it as Shomer Yisrael on one line, Shomer She'iri Yisrael on the next line, Ba'al Yovad Yisrael on the next line, Ha'omrim Shema Yisrael on the fourth line. And you would have had Ha'omrim Shema Yisrael indented a little bit, okay? And then you'd have next verse, Shomer Goyachad on one line, Shomer She'iridam Echad on one line, Ba'al Yovad Goyachad on one line, and then the Hamyachadim a little bit indented, right? And you also could have, I don't know if I've ever seen a Sidur that did this or not, but you could bold the word Yisrael in the first verse, all four places, and you could bold Echad, and you could bold Kadosh, fewer printer, and that would highlight the poetry of it. That the, the and, and then maybe you wouldn't have missed it all these years, right? But it really is a poem. It's a, it's a, Piyut, we're used to like, oh, the idea of a piyut, a piyut is supposed to have like an interminable number of verses, an apparent, sometimes interminable number of verses at how it feels, or not interminable, like, you know, El Adon, because the lines are short, but, um, but this really is a piyut. It's kind of a very short, not super highly developed piyut, which is why that led someone mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm going to write another verse of it. And and I have read, I haven't seen other verses, but I have read that there were various other traditions where there are another one or two verses written. The only one I've seen and heard is the Goy Rabbah with the Yeheshmei Rabbah. Other questions, comments? Alan, did you have another question? No? Okay, thank you. Question, comment? Terry? Do we, <clears throat> we have any idea who wrote this? No, same as everything else. It just appears in Slichot. Um, is it in Slichot in Amram from the 850? 
of the common era, I'd have to go and look and see how far back it goes. I mean, I know it's medieval. I know it goes pretty far back. And so we don't know who wrote it, nor do we know who migrated it or how it migrated into the weekday Sidur. We can sort of understand the thought behind it, given that it's part of Slichot and Tachanun um, is mini Slichot, right? Remember my, uh, our Gabai returning tomorrow, Michael H. said he was gratified once he recognized that we don't only do penitential prayers on the high holidays, but we actually do it all year round. Tachanun is actually mini Slichot, okay? It, um, conceptually, it is. Um, that's made a little more obvious in the Sephardi Sidur where we say, where we say, um, Asham Nu, and we say, Hashem, Hashem, El Rachum, Vichanun, right? Those things cue you more that, the, that these are Slichot. We don't have them in the most Ashkenazi traditions, right? But this is Slichot. So here's another thing that migrated very late. Like you might say, if someone didn't put it in in the year 1000, how come someone moved it in the year 1800? That I don't know the answer to, and I don't think we know that. Um, in general, for most of these things, we have no idea, right? You know, our Sidur that has an introduction, and we know that, you know, it was edited by Ed Feld or the previous edition edited by Jules Harlow. That's unique and modern. You know, people who edited Sidurim didn't traditionally didn't put their name on things. So we have no idea. Did an individual make these decisions? Did the group mind make the decisions? Was it a community? Was it a mistake that someone made one day and then people, the community continued that mistake and that became their minhag? Don't know. Alan? Yeah. Do the Sephardim also include the Avinu Mokenu in Tachanun? Um, avi, uh, only on fast days, not on weekdays. Okay. Yeah. Do, 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 do Ashkenazim include it in, uh, on fast days as, as well? On, uh, Ashkenazim include Avinu Mokenu on fast days, but, um, the way the Ashkenazi Sidur is printed, okay, and therefore the way it gets thought about is it's not part of Tachanun. It's after, on fast days, after the Amida, we say Avinu Malkenu, right? As opposed to, if you look in Sephardi Sidurim, the way it's printed, after the Amida, it says, here is where Tachanun starts. Tachanun has a number of parts. There's Avinu Malkenu, which we only say on fast days. There's the seven paragraphs, which we haven't talked about yet, which we only say, which we say every Monday and Thursday, right? So in the Sephardi Sidurim, the Sephardi printers kind of um, I will say, recognize, realize that conceptually Avinu Malkenu is a part of Slichot. And that's why it's here in this. I mean, you could say like, why is Avinu Malkenu here on fast days? Why is it not before the Shema service? Why is it not after Aleinu? Right? Why did they stick it here? So the answer is because Avinu Malkenu is part of Slichot. Okay. In Ashkenazi printings, it tends not to be printed that way. It's printed in a smaller font right after um, the, Amid, the Amidah. And then somewhere it might be said after that, Tachanun starts here. Does that make sense? So 
Ashkenazim have sort of, I'm going to say, Ashkenazim through their printing of the Sidur have lost sight of the idea that Avinu Malkeinu is part of Tachnun, which is conceptually what it is. It's said only on fast days. So there's Tachnun. Some parts of Tachnun we say only on Monday, Thursday, certain editions. Some parts of Tachnun we say only on fast days, but it's all under the rubric of Tachanun, which is a mini Slichot service in the weekday Sidur. That was a long, long answer, Alan, but that's the answer. So both Sephardim and Ashkenazim say it, say Avinu Malkeinu only on fast days, okay? But Sephardim Sidurim have it printed as part of the rubric of Tachanun. Larry. So I may be wrong, Avi. I sense a little bit of um, disdain or disparagement in your discussion of the Shemari Yisrael when you, when you say, God, if you want us to continue, um, I may be wrong about that. And I see it quite differently. I think you're project, sorry. I think you're projecting your disparagement on my interpretation. I did not mean that. We have other places okay. where we say, God, we're making a bargain with you. And some people look down on that expression or theology, but I am not disparaging it. Okay. So I don't see it as a bargain, but I actually, right. to, to me, it's like the uplifting part of Tachanun. Yeah. We haven't talked about the Monday and, and Thursday, and I may be wrong about some of those paragraphs, but certainly in the two Psalms, we have an alternative to and to the introductory, para, uh, introductory verses of Tachanun. Um, this is all we're asking God for his compassion, yeah. that we're downtrodden, things are really bad, we're yeah. really sorry, um, you know, Sali Ma'od is... And for me, is, 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 is what it says. Um, please, with your compassion, help us. And then we turn here and basically say, and if you'll, and we'll do our job and you do your job. Okay, good. Thank you. Fine. Good. And by the way, the other turn is the we. I, again, I want to come back and just highlight that point that up until now, traditional Ashkenazi Tachnun with Psalm 6 is about me. Okay. And now we turn to we, okay, or traditional non-Monday Thursday, Ashkenazi Tachnun is about me, right, Psalm 6, um, and and then we have Shomer Yisrael, which is about we, and let's go on, and maybe we'll finish weekday Tachnun today, so that next week we can look at Monday Thursday. So then we go on, um, these lines are, these next two lines are, um, by the way, here, here we have a difference between the sim and the slim. So I'm going to do the sim first. The little chubby sidur. Okay. Which is tr- the traditional text. We turn to God and we say, you who are, um, moved. That was so nice. I was going to say mollified, moved by, um, mercy and mollified by supplications, so you who are mitratze and mitpayes, we now say to you, command form, imperative, um, be reconciled and mollified by the, or be mollified by and reconciled with this impoverished generation, this poor generation, which means us. Ki ain't because there is no other help. 
So all that stuff I just said, Shomer Yisrael, all that stuff I just said about you, which I said, by the way, it's sort of conceptually a, con- a, a continuation of Shomer Yisrael, although not literarily, but conceptually I said Shomer, Shemor, okay, right, three times. Now I'm saying Mitratzeh, Hitratzeh, the one who does X, do X, the one who does Y, do Y, okay, Avinu Malk, the, uh, the um, sort of um, mood-wise, mood-wise, continuation of Kienozer, we have no help, implying there's no other help. Avinu Malkenu, Chonenu Vanenu, Kien Banu Maasim, Asei Imanu Tztakava Chesed Vahoshienu. Right? This is the last line of our tr- traditional Avinu Malkenu. And don't ask me, oh, is this line here just a vestige? of Avinu Malkenu from the Sephardi um, liturgy, which is left? No, because in the, in, in the, when we set, have fast days, we say all the Avinu Malkenus, and we still say this Avinu Malkenu here, meaning on fast days, we say this line of Avinu Malkenu twice, once as the last line of the Avinu Malkenu litany, and once here. So it, 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 it it's not like a vestige of all the Avinu Malkenus. We only say one line. It's some, it, it, also belongs here, but this two lines, it's just an independent composition. These lines are not from the Bible, as opposed to the next paragraph where everything is from the Bible, right? So, and what does it mean, right? Our parent, our sovereign, have mercy on us and answer us, because we got no deeds. I don't got enough mitzvah points in the bank, right? Uh, So I am throwing myself on your tzedakah v'chesed. We are asking God for grace. Jews think that grace is a Christian concept and not a Jewish concept. That is not true. It is also a Jewish concept. And grace means God's unearned love. Okay, It means Hashem's love for us, which we tend not to call love, it sounds Christian to us. We tend to call it something like chesed, okay, which can be translated as loyalty or loving kindness or kindness or love, okay? Um, but this is, we are asking for God's grace. Ki ein banu ma'asim means we know we don't deserve what we are asking for. I'm not asking for this because I'm entitled, Okay. Um, so whereas maybe in Shomer Yisrael, there was a trade-off, right? Implication of a trade-off, because we're, you know, we know that you want to hear Shema Yisrael and we know you want to hear the Kedusha. There's no trade-off here. Ein Banu Masim means this is not because we got enough credit. We know we don't deserve it. Hashem, we're asking for your compassion and forgiveness. By the way, Choneinu, Chain, means in this case, or Hanun, means to give grace, which means to give, grant something that someone does not deserve. I'm asking for something that I know, we are asking for something that we know we don't deserve. Okay? Now, in the Slim Shalom, and is the Slim Shalom Jules Harlow, or is it Ed Feld? I'm not sure who the editor was. Um, which is, is later, okay, the, the slim 
is week. You know, they took the sim and they turned it into weekday, um, weekday and um, Shabbat and festivals. So I don't know which person is responsible for this, but they added this line. Right, so in the slim on page sixty-three, it says That's in the original, and then they add this line too. We sit and weep when we remember our um, relatives, our brethren who were slaughtered in the days of our suffering. Do not abandon us, Hashem. So all of a sudden, we, I don't know, I guess my my gut reaction is like, oh, I don't know, man, you had to stick the Shoah in here. That's kind of what it feels like. Because, by the way, uh, the 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 Hebrew of shenit b'chu v'shenisrefu v'shenechneku, who were slaughtered, burnt, and strangled, which you'll pardon me, but that's what that means. That is language that is taken from the El Malay Rachamim for those who died in the Shoah. It is not pre-modern, right? So, so the author is, is of that line is consciously taking Shoah commemoration language. Um, it's on page 63. I'm just looking in the back to see if we have the source. Um, we don't have the source. Uh, you know, one would have to ask someone in the rabbinical assembly who was around in the 70s or 80s, like, who added that line and why? Um, because it's clearly, even if you're saying, well, it's just an amplification of ani with an ayin, right? Well, what does that mean, the poor, pathetic nation? Well, that we were, remember, and remember all the ones who were slaughtered. Even if you said like, well, it's really meant to refer to all the martyrs of Jewish history. It is clearly using language, which was um, invented, as far as I know, uh, to talk about commemoration of the Shoah. Um, so uh, we have one of the oddities that in um, they're, they're supposed to be sort of the same. But in the Sim Shalom, which came first, that line is not there in the Slim Shalom. That line is added. And I don't know much about the history of that. Um, Alan, the uh, looking at it because it's coming right before the the arena volcano talks about. I said, talk about Bahoshienu and save us, and so that whole notion of saving us may be tying into what happened. You know, save us as you from what was going yeah. on. In no, the no show I, I understand that, right? Meaning, it's not like they took you know something from soccer and introduced it into baseball. Okay, so it's not like it's totally far. You know, I took something from rock climbing and introduced it into baseball. So it's not like that. I didn't mean to suggest that. I just meant to suggest like, oh, how did the Shoah get in here all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. That That is kind of, I, I am speaking very personally. I hope I'm not offending anyone. Um, but but um, it, it's sort of like, oh, here's this thing which is put in, which is, you know, not exactly native to... Um, Tachnun, maybe they wanted to make Tachnun feel more contemporary. I don't know, like, because Tachnun people might say, like, why are we supplicating? We live in America. Everything is good. We're not being persecuted. Why do we have to say we're so pathetic? Save us. 
So it's a line that was brought in to connect it to a Jewish experience that may resonate for people that may make sense. I, I guess, I guess that's, I'm, you know, I'm trying to understand the reason behind it. I guess that's the reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, anyone who grew up not davening from the Slim Shalom, I guess if people grow up now davening from the Slim Shalom, they'll assume this is part of the Tachnon. and they'll look at another Sidur in another synagogue and they'll say, why did they leave out that line in Tachnon?" <laughs> right. But it's not left out. It's added only in the slim. Okay. Other what does what what what, what yeah. does the 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 uh, the big book that we have now that the, the Feld book? There. Well, uh, there is. Remember, there is no Feld for weekday. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah. At which and someone said, and there isn't going to be one. That's what someone said last week. And there are no plans to make one. I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. I don't. I, I don't work for anyone in the conservative movements. So I don't know the answer to that. Um, so mm-hmm. what would, what would Rabbi Ed Feld say? What does he say at Tachnun? Next time we bump into him, next time he comes a scholar in residence, we'll ask him. So, but notice then for whatever reason, again, this is the, uh, our editor has then decided to make Avinu Malkenu, Bonainu Vanenu kind of a separate little paragraph. So in every other edition of the Sidur, that I have ever seen. It's basically printed the way it is in the Sim Shalom. There is now a little two-line paragraph of two lines which are not biblical, okay? They are post-biblical that are originally two separate lines that are put together in one little paragraph. That paragraph is Hashem, who is appeased by means of prayers and mercy, Please be appeased and merciful to the, this um, downtrodden generation because we have no help. You see how thought number one leads into thought number two. Sentence number one leads into sentence number two. The stuff we just asked you for, God, okay? It's not because we have any deeds. We have no, no right to ask for it, right? We're just asking for your mercy and your grace. Okay, so that's how line number one and line number two fit together, even though line number two is, in fact, from somewhere else. It's the last line of the Avinu Malkenu liturgy. And Mitratzeb Barachamim as far as I know, isn't from anywhere else. It's just this line in Tachnun. So that means someone somewhere along the line composed a two sentence paragraph after Shomer Yisrael. Before the next paragraph, because which I guess we're not going to look at today, we'll look at it next time. That paragraph, all of those lines are verses from the Tanakh. So that last paragraph, is a paragraph that someone has composed by pulling verses from different places in the Tanakh and creating a paragraph. That is the original style of writing prayer, the original, you know, earliest prayers going back, you know, 2000 years were probably other than Shema and the Amidah was, I'm going to pull verses from different places in the Tanakh. I'm going to arrange them and that's going to be a new prayer. Okay. So Vanach Nulonida is that kind of prayer. Shomer Yisrael is clearly a unit. Vanach Nulonida is clearly a unit because they're all biblical verses. So in between we have this little unit, which is two lines long, which are two lines which are put together. But as far as I know, in all other Sidurim, other than 
the slim, it's sort of seen as one single unit, as opposed to the slim, which sets off Avinu Malkenu as a separate line. I'm not entirely sure why. Larry. Uh, just to confirm or show the exceptions, uh, you're correct about Grinatius with respect to Grinatius L. It's one, it's one paragraph, though those two lines, um, Midratza and Avino Malkeno. Um, but not in, in the Sax Koran. It's actually two huh? separate, two separate paragraphs, um, each separated. Is one, and each is one line long. Uh, it's actually two lines in the, the way Sorry. it's, each is one, one, sentence long i don't mean yes yes and you can see because they are um hanging paragraphs and you can see where the where the paragraphs go got it i wanted just to mention i'm sorry if i can interrupt for a second so so one could profitably look back at medieval sidurim and see you know did they print it as two separate lines when did the two lines become one unit so i could look at that a little bit more I'll, i'll try to do a little more history digging go on larry the chairman of the editorial committee of the Slim Shalom, or the weekday Slim Shalom, was Rabbi Avram Reisner. Reisner. Avi Reisner, okay. And I don't see Ed Feld's name anywhere. The editorial committee, no, okay. no, the, I'll, well, I'll and Hammer might have some, had okay. some I'm gonna say send, it. I'm going to send, a, I'll, I'll try to send an email to Avi Reisner, who I know. And say Rabbi Avram Reisner, and say where where'd you get that line from, and how come, and yeah, curious to know. Okay, but it's also interesting that that Reuven, Reuven Hammer was the head of the rabbinical assembly, and I don't know that he actually had something to to do with the editing, but of course then he wrote the commentary, yeah. and he chooses not to say a single word about this subject at all. About that, commentary. about that line. Yeah, the only thing that he, the only, only thing he does is he actually comments on the small word slash phrase, altas venu, at the second sentence of the Mitzvah paragraph, but not to say that they added it or anything. He simply says, um, he simply says, don't forsake us adopted from the, from Psalm 38, verse okay. 22. Okay. All right. Okay, there we go. So the Sidur continues to evolve right before our eyes between from one edition to the other of what is supposed to be, quote unquote, the same thing. When we read carefully, we see it is not the same thing. So the Sidur, evidence that the Sidur continues to be a live document. We talk about it sometimes as if it evolved over hundreds of years, but it's not continuing to evolve. But in fact, it is continuing to evolve. Okay, we're running over. It's 8.54. We're going to stop here. Everyone, be healthy, be Torah, and God willing, we will meet next Tuesday, and we'll we'll do that last paragraph of Tachnun, and we'll talk about it all together, and then probably the week after or whenever. I have to make sure we're free on Tuesdays, but the session after, we will continue, and we'll, we'll backtrack, and we'll look at the Monday-Thursday additions to Tachnun. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to TBA. 
la.org.